You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. So um, today uh, I want to preach on, on the topic and um, the elders uh, did not know we have a time of prayer at half past eight just to hear what God says and I was so encouraged that uh, during the week God had given them words to do with my preach today and so Dave if I forget at the end run up throw me off and give your word because um, it is so pertinent to today but I want to uh, preach on the topic of living faithfully or faithful lives. And um, many years ago, uh, when we lived in Sydney, uh, on New Year's Eve, uh, we had the uh, nine o'clock fireworks, and uh, we were blessed where we lived. We would walk up from our house and uh, see the nine o'clock fireworks, put the boys to bed. And then we uh, we would do, uh, we had a little bevy, one, uh, and we would do a stock take uh, of the year that we had. And uh, Monica and I would sit down and pray and and, and just reflect on the year that we had and had we been faithful with what God had given us, faithful with the resources, faithful uh, in our marriage, faithful with what uh, God had called us. And I, I, I believe that uh, God uh, calls us to be good stewards of what he puts in our hands. Everybody's got talents, even if it's one or two or five um, God gives us blessings and talents, and, and, and the challenge for us is, are we being faithful with what gives us? Are we, are we faithful with the gifts? Am I faithful with the money that the Lord gives us? Am I faithful with friendships? Matt, uh, Monica and I serve on Matt and Elodie's eldership team. Am I faithful with what Matt and Elodie trust upon Monica and I and the rest of the elders? Are we faithful with the people that we minister to during the week? We serve on an NCMI team. Are we faithful with that? And so I want to ask you this morning, are we being faithful with the talents that, God, that the Lord gives us? Uh, I have so loved the uh, Resilient Faith series. And uh, when, when I kind of heard that Matt kind of brought it, summed it up last week, I, I was a bit miffed because I said, we could go forever on that series. I uh, really enjoyed it. So today, uh, as they do in every good movie, there's a sequel. Amen? So uh, I'm going to preach a sequel today. And I'm going to stretch it out a little bit today. I've had the privilege uh, of conducting many funerals. And uh, today we're going to go to a wedding after this. But it's, uh, it, one of the things that saddens me at a funeral is that uh, often people say really nice things when the person has died. Would it be nicer to say lovely things when the person is still alive? Amen? But I've often re- um, um, thought about what would I like people to say about me at my funeral? Now, not about to die, amen? But if the Lord calls me home today, I know where I'm going. Praise the Lord. But on the tomb, I wondered what I would like to have on there. And Matt referred to this scripture last week, 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Kept the faith. I've enjoyed this whole series and I've learned so much that faith is resilient. And part of that is, am I being faithful in what God has given me to use for the extension of His kingdom? Am I being faithful? If you've got your Bibles, would you open them to Matthew 25? Please bring your Bibles to church. Turn to the person next to you and say, do you need a Bible this Christmas? And if they don't, buy them one. But uh, good to have a Bible, and I still love one of these. If you don't know what it is, it's a Bible, paper, 
really, really good. Matthew 25. On the way to Matthew 25, I just want to read some other scriptures this morning. The Bible has a lot to say about personal faithfulness. Faithfulness. We talk about faithfulness in marriage. Next year, we'll celebrate with Monica 30 years. Faithfully, faithfully married to one woman. God will hold me accountable. Was I faithful to the wife that God gave me? Faithful with other things. And I want to challenge us this morning that everybody in this room has been given something. But we need to be faithful with that without competing or comparing on what, or wanting what other people want or have. But am I really grateful for what I have without bearing that talent? 1 Corinthians 4.22 says this, Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Faithfulness. Revelations 2.10. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you in prison, that you may be tested, and for 10 days you will have tribulations. But he says, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Faithfulness is the goal of life. Amen. That when we finish, all of us, when we appear before the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he'll say to you and I, well done, good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. That's what we are called to do, to be faithful in the little so he can trust us in the much. Matthew 25. It's the parable of the talents from verse 14. For it, the kingdom of God, will be like a man going on a journey. He called his servants and entrusted them. Would you underline that word? Entrusted them with his property. To one he gave five talents, to one two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Would you underline that? Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. He doubled them. So also the one who had two talents made two talents more. He doubled them. But he who had received one talent went and dug it into the ground, and he hid it from his master. Don't know why this happens, but when I give my dog a bone, he always buries it because he thinks that I won't come home. Sad, isn't it? Instead of eating it, enjoying it, because I will give him another bone another day, he buries it. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I've made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Then he said this, Enter into the joy of your master. Underline that, please. Enter the joy of your master. And he also who had two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two more talents, he said. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Stop there for a minute. 
He gave the same answer to the five-talent person and to the two-talent person. Made no distinction. They doubled their gifts, and God rewarded them accordingly. He also received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew that you had been a hard person and that you would reap where you did not sow and gathered where you did not scatter no seed. So I was afraid. The translation of that word afraid in, 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 in the Greek can mean a lot of things. Can, be, can mean I was offended, I was terrified, and I, 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 it also can also mean selfish. And I went and hid that talent into the ground. Here you have what is yours. And he gave back to the master the one talent. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. I pray we never hear that from God. Amen. Good and faithful servant sounds a lot better. Amen. Praise the Lord. But slothful servant, I, would, I hope I never hear that. You knew that I would come and reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, you should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who had 10 talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have, and he will have an abundance, sorry. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast a worthless servant into the outer darkness, in that place that will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. A very well-known parable before us today. And I felt the Lord just impressed this upon me as we're looking at a stock take. What are we doing with what God has entrusted upon us? God is faithful, Amen. And he loves it. And he lavishes upon us great gifts. And along the way, we must have resilient faith to be faithful in what God has given us. To be faithful in the talents, the gifts, the finances, the marriage, the children, the lack of children. Because it's easy to talk about faithfulness when things are going well. It's easy to talk about love when things are all romantic. But true love comes into place where you need to forgive somebody or let things go. Faithfulness happens when things are tough, but you're going to stay faithful on the journey of resilience. So the parable before us is one of three stories, and all have this in common. Will I be faithful before the return of the Lord? Matthew 25 is one of those scriptures that's preparing the church. The Holy Spirit is speaking to the church. Will you be faithful, active as a servant, multiplying the kingdom of God, the gifts that I've given you? See, the Bible says that Jesus has come to give us life to abundance. But what do I do with that abundance? My experience is this. When God gives us abundance, we forget about the abundance giver. And when we don't have, that's when we go to him and says, Lord, I need more. But God wants us to be faithful in whatever stage of life we are in and give him glory. It says in the scripture here that when we are faithful in the little, he can give us more. One of the things that I like about COVID, you heard me correctly, was that it exposed the church and exposed the character of the church. Are you being faithful with the people who are coming? Are you being faithful with what I've given you? How can you pray for a revival when you're not even enjoying the fullness of the Holy Spirit? 
You treat him like a guest. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Before you ask for more, are you enjoying what I've given you? I remember having this bomb of a car. And I wanted a new car. I was desperate for a new car. It's a little bit like me in my fishing gear. I always want more fishing gear. And one day, I felt the Lord say to me, your car is dirty. You don't treat it well. Until you look after the car that I gave you, I'm not going to give you another one. True story. I went, I was grumpy. Sorry? I went, okay. So that, at that very day, I went and washed the car. And I scrubbed it. And it looked amazing. Sometime later, the Lord blessed us with a brand new car. I'm not saying, now go wash your car and you're going to get a Ferrari. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. But the test was my heart. Are you being faithful with what the Lord has given you? We'll want more. All want more. So let's look at the passage before us. There are four, four protagonists, four protagonists in this story, four characters. Number one, the master or the owner of the property who is symbolic of King Jesus. He leaves his kingdom, his fields, his resources, his hard work in the hands of three servants. It's called discipleship. Three disciples entrusting to his disciples his talents. Bless you. His, his own property. See, when Jesus went and sits at the right hand side of the Father, he's given to you and I as sons and daughters, as, as disciples of the kingdom of God, to multiply and grow the kingdom of God with the resources he's given us. He's looking for people with integrity of heart, says in Psalm, and skillful hands to multiply what God's given us. The, the job that you have, the study that you're doing, is not the focus. I want to say the job that you do and the money that you have pays the bills so you can be released and be an ambassador of God here on earth. Did you get that? Everybody says, oh, what job shall I do? It doesn't matter. Do whatever you want to do. As long as you understand that everything, everything that I have, God gives to me. Every good and perfect gift, says in James, in James 1.7, every good and every perfect gift comes from God. I need to slow down a bit. Every good and perfect gift. Open your hand. Open your hand. You have talents and gifts. God gave them to you. Nobody gave them to you. God gave them. The life that you live, the next breath that you take, He could take it in a second. Life is fragile. So he gives to one five, to one two, and to one one, according to their talents and gifts. Why God gives different people, different talents, different finances, different blessings, is not the issue here. He can do what he wants. He is sovereign. Amen? If I only I had that marriage, if I only had that whatever, instead of enjoying what God gave you for His glory. For His glory. Amen? We're never happy. We are grumpy bums. We're grumpy. Stop being grumpy. Be happy. Be joyful. Be joyful. And use your talents. God gave gifts. This master gave one five, one three, and one one. 
because he knew his servants. He knows what we can do, see? He knows if we're being faithful. I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you being faithful with what God gives you? Instead of asking for more, amen? Then we have the five talents person. He had no idea that he was going to get a reward. Are you with me? Had no idea. He just did what he did normally. He was faithful with another man's property. Are you faithful with somebody else's property at work, taxes, money? Faithful here on leadership uh, with Matt and Elodie leading the team. Are we faithful with the responsibility that they give us? I'm nervous being an elder. Very nervous. You know why? Because one day I will be held accountable to how we shepherd the flock with Madinality and previously at Lighthouse and previously at Renwick Baptist Church. The Lord will hold me accountable. He who deserves the office of an elder should be scared. No, it doesn't say that. But it's a responsibility. Responsibility. When Matt says, hey, can you pray or can you do? It's a responsibility to present you guys before the Lord. And we do it with the best that we can as an eldership. The two talent is faithful with what the master gives him, and he also multiplies. Notice this. He never compares and competes with the five-talent person. Isn't that lovely? He doesn't do that. Well, well, I only got given two talents, so I'm going to take it easy. He doesn't do that. He says, two talents? I've been blessed with two talents. Oh, flip, yeah. I'm going to multiply them. I'm going to enjoy what the Holy Spirit gives me. I'm going to use them. And I'm going to multiply them. I'm not going to compete or compare and even look at other people. I'm just going to be faithful with what God gives me. It's called stewardship. And then we have the one talent person. He could have had the same heart. I have a soft spot for the one talent person. I really do. Imagine, instead of being jealous, competing, comparing, angry, bitter, that he only got given one talent. Imagine if he said, one talent. Wow, I've been given one talent. What can I do to multiply this for the kingdom of God? What can I do? How can I use this to magnify the Lord? That hundred dollars, that money that the Lord's given you, are you using it to multiply the kingdom of God? See, people get all caught up with tithes and offerings and all that. I'm not going to do that with you today. It's a matter of the heart. It's all about faithfulness. How am I being faithful with Monica? How am I being faithful with the sisterhood in the church as a male? Good morning. Let's be real. Am I being faithful in my heart? Goes quiet. Instead, the one talent person, because of his bitterness, and anger, and jealousy, he buried his gifts. Have you buried your one talent because you think that God has forgotten you? This year, as we do a stock take, I wanna ask you, have you buried your talent? Have you let that gift that God gave you go because of disappointment? Have you let it go and let the enemy take the better of your heart? Can I ask this morning, and Dave will come up in a minute, and he's got a word from the Lord for you, a prophetic word. He had no idea what I was going to preach on. But I pray that God would set you free today. Amen? That you have that one talent for the kingdom of God, and you use it for His glory.
on the other side of your obedience with that one talent, what God can do. He buried it, and then he got the full measure of God's anger. See, God gives gifts, so we use them, not waste them. God gives you gifts, so you use them. You don't waste them. Are you wasting your life? Because as we will see in a moment, the joy of entering the master's whatever was in being obedient in the process. The process of God. A couple of keys. The issue in this story, key number one, is not in my opinion how many talents God gave, but that they were faithful with their talents. See, God can give whatever gifts he wants. Amen? Romans 12, 3. For by grace... Given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. That's a good thing, isn't it? Don't think you are something that you're not. But think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned to you. Amen? But it also means this. Don't think too lonely. Too lowly, 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 lowly. Don't think here. Don't think here. Just think God. Are you with me? With the measure of faith, the resilient faith, the growth faith. And faith is stretched when things are tough. When you're not seeing the results, will you be faithful in what God's given you? When COVID came, we couldn't travel. I said, God, what's going on? God was incredibly faithful to Monica and I. In this church, this eldership was uh, incredibly good to Monty and I. But I want to say, I said, God, what am I doing? I want to travel and this. And, and, then, and then Daniel Andrews gives us that lovely five-kilometer radius. Then God said, will you be faithful in the five-kilometer radius? Will you? Will you go to every neighbor and ask them, do you need food? Do you need prayer? Do you need anointing? I know all of my neighbors. I don't, want to, I, don't want to, I don't want to blow my own trumpet. I know them all in the cul-de-sac. Because God said to me, how can I give you the nations if you don't even know your neighbors? Hello? Hello? Resilient faith. So I went and sat down and chatted with them. One lost their husband. One lost his job. and One's got cancer and we prayed together. Key number two. Are you faithful with another man's property? Key number three, when the master returned, he did a stock take. I'm going to mention something about a stock take in a minute. Each was examined equally. God examined the five and the two talents and the one talent equally. Equally. He treated them equally. He didn't treat the five one better initially or the two one better. Only on his return, God said, let's do a stock take. Hey, were you faithful with the five? Well done, David. Were you faithful with the two? Well done. I'll, I'll point here. The one. What are you doing? You've buried it. You've buried it. Here's the beautiful thing I love in this story. The five talent and the two talent got the same response. Well done, good and faithful servant. They both got, if you look at Scripture, the same answer. Enter my joy. See, there's joy when we are fulfilling the purposes of God. Amen? Are you lacking faith? Enter 
the purposes of God and use the one, the two, or the five, or the ten talents that God's given you. If you start using your talent, your talents, I want to say to you, you'll start getting some joy in your life. Everybody says, oh, what's my purpose? Use your talent is your purpose for His glory. How can I use my house this Christmas for your glory? Uh Uh-oh. How can I use that turkey, that ham, those potatoes for your glory to bless somebody for your namesake? How? These guys are laughing their heads off. How can I use my car? How can I use my money? How can I use my resources? You, in your, in your way of thinking, oh, it's too small. In God's way of thinking, it's faithfulness, it's stewardship. Whatever you have. I love Catherine Kuhlman. I love watching her. She's this weird and wonderful woman who would kind of soar on the stage and so incredible, a bit, a bit like me, but not a woman. But she made this statement, take my nothingness for your glory, and if you can use it, here I am. Catherine Kuhlman saw some of the most radical healings, and that's the desire of my heart. If there's one area that I want to see more of is supernatural miracles. She said, take my nothingness, and if you can use my nothingness for your glory, here it is. Zero talents. Not one, but zero in the hands of God, is a miracle in itself. It's called obedience. The one, the one talent had an opportunity, and he got the anger of God. I often looked at this. He said, surely he didn't, didn't deserve the anger. But the issue was an issue of trust. It wasn't an issue of talent. It was an issue of trust. He did not trust what the master gave him and multiply it. He was selfish at the core. Now, I'm going to offend all of us right now. Are you ready? Are you ready to be offended? We are all selfish. We are selfish. I'm even going to mention it this afternoon as I preach at the wedding. Because any love outside of the love of God is selfish love. It's what I can get out of it. It's about falling in love. But if you fall in love, you can fall out of love. It's got nothing to do about falling in love. It's all about being full of His love. And so it is with my talents. Well, when I get enough money, I'll tithe. When I get enough position on this stage, then I'll start serving. Selfish. And the the one talent person had his eyes on himself, not on the master's heart. I want to ask you something this morning as an old man. How's your heart? How's your heart today? I want to encourage you to ask the Lord. All right, I'm nearly finished. You doing okay? The ultimate goal is for you and I as disciples of King Jesus to hear those words, good and faithful servant, to be faithful in whatever God has given us. And here's your mission, should you choose, after Christmas or before Christmas or whatever. Would you allow the Holy Spirit to sit down with you and do a stock take? I want you to get a diary and a book and write down and be generous to yourself. We find it very hard to be kind to ourselves. Did you know that? It's easier to be kind to other people. I want you to be generous and write down all the talents that you think God's given you. Yeah? 
And then on the other column, I want you to put a tick. Are you using that gift for the glory of the Lord? Or is it dormant? Or even worse, have you buried it? I wonder if we this Christmas, and Monica and I will do it, you write down all the talents and say, Lord, have I used what you've given me for your glory? And if you haven't, no condemnation. How about you take on the challenge to say, okay, God, in 2023, I'm going to take my one talent, my two talents, my five talents, and I'm going to see them multiplied for your kingdom. Discipleship. Who can I disciple and disciple and disciple and disciple? Finances, talents, your home, whatever it is. Once you get a taste of the kingdom of God and the pleasure and the joy that it gives the master, whose name is Jesus, nothing is too hard for him. Amen. So that's your choice you can do today. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.